When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. What's so funny, Jay? ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80 and your smart speakers. Key just took a Max shot off by can, two feet. Can you tell our amazing audience what happened at the end of our last hour that you kept trying to throw it to production? Oh. But on your screen, what did the word say on your screen? It said, it said no production. <laughs> So, so, so people understand what we're talking about. Production is like a pre-produced sound you hear, you know, to, to segue to another segment. So, a lot. Uh, of the I time. mean, sort of just what like they just heard too. Right. I mean, we yes. produce those. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's so it says no production. Evan must have told me in my ear four times. Hey, listen. No, I, it was getting annoying. I'm like, yeah, I got it. No production. How many times are you going to tell me? <laughs> then we come out. We're doing the segment. <laughs> And no production. I look down, it says no production, and I throw to production. <laughs> the reason why he told you in your ear four times is because he had already knew that you was getting ready to screw it up. Yeah. 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 He, he knew yeah. that. By the way, it happening, though, is the best thing that happens on this show. Because we all mess up so I'm many times. I'm trying to think of, like, what I, I, I did a post-mortem on. I was like, what, did I, what was going on in my head? And I realized when I looked at no production, all I could think of was layout for production. production. <laughs> <laughs> so you did it four so, times. You so, threw it four so, times. I'm an idiot genius. Do you understand that? <laughs> so when we break next yeah. time, yeah, no nope. live read. Ah, no live read. When yes. we break the next. Wait, time. does that mean there is a? Are you trying to? You, no, no, okay. there's no All live read. Right. All right, trying to reverse psychology, me. Maybe. You know, so, sometimes they set you up. They say I have the read, but Key really has the read. Oh, how many times sometimes I'm like has after read, Jay has this, and it's like no, it's Key. <laughs> what well, says Jay right here? <laughs> All right, Steph Curry. Guys, listen to this. Has a chance to be a champion by, well, the wee hours of the morning tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It probably ain't going to end before midnight tonight. On drawing attention to himself. I'm the petty king, so I know all about everything. And I, I use it as entertainment and, and, and just have fun with it. Because the more you're on the stage, the more you realize the attention that's on you, how much it means to each fan base, how much it means to... The cities, there's, just, there's a lot of stake when it comes to winning championships. I told y'all, Quinn Cook told me this a while ago. Quinn Cook played basketball at Duke, played for the Golden State Warriors, also played for the Los Angeles Lakers, got a chance to win chips with both. And he's like, Jay, I'm telling you, this dude is the king of petty. Hmm. Like, he has rabbit ears. He hears everything. You know, when Key goes into his thing sometimes, when I get in my emotional bag about, this guy said this on social media, and Key's like, stay off social. This dude is, Steph Curry's on his phone sometimes during halftime, like, seeing stuff that people say. Like, so, like, this whole thing about what his legacy is and where he ranks, and, you know, he's a normal person. Can he compete against the top of the top? Like, he uses that as motivation. I love that he's transparent, honest about it. So, essentially, what he's waiting on is to close the thing out so he can fire at max. 100%. 
Oh, Max. In, I'll in, be in, in, the, in, the thir- in not only in the Tom Brady thing, but in the Steph Curry uh, thing, too. We, we, look, man. Steph Curry, 30 for 30. Max Kellerman. Again. I'll be the villain of this, whole, of this whole era of sports. But before, <laughs> but before social media became a thing, mm-hmm. when I played, I'm petty, too, though. Even mm-hmm. though I'm like, I don't pay attention to social media. I don't pay attention to social media. I don't play anymore. But one of the things that Bears Nigerian, who is one of the top executives at the New England Patriots now, Bill Belichick's sidekick, was my sidekick with the New York Jets. Literally, every single day, he would have the newspaper clippings set on my locker. So before practice and stuff, I'd just sit there, read through them. Evan Wellner's dad, all those guys at the AP. Oh, I got you, Rich Zamini, everybody, Dave Hutchison, Mark Carazano, all of them. Bob Glover, I'm just reading. Remembering what they're saying. I'm also listening to what other uh, teams are saying, what players are saying. Rabbit and ears. I, yo, super rabbit oh, ears. Yeah. I ain't gonna lie. Super rabbit ears. And I would use that internally for to, to, to be able to know. So at the end of the day, oh, I got you. So what happened with, with Sterling Sharp, he was working at ESPN at the time, and we won the Super Bowl, Jay. Yeah. Ooh, we won him won the Super Bowl. Ooh, we I couldn't wait to catch his ass in the tunnel. Oh, when I caught him in the tunnel. So, so, oh, Mr. Oh, Johnson, I, do you do you have a moment to talk to no, me? No, no, Sterling Sharp, he played. But it, and his brother Shannon gave him one of his Super Bowl rings because Shannon had a couple. And so I caught him in the tunnel in front of everybody and just went ham on him and told him I didn't need my brother to give me my Super oh, Bowl ring. Damn. I just, because it's how you are with this stuff. You know, I, there, there, I think of two different instances when I was doing boxing early in my career. And there was a fighter out of Pittsburgh named Paul Spadafora, a real slick boxer, right? But he had his debut as a, against yeah. a real fighter on ESPN, too, on Friday Night Fights, and he had a bad performance. So he won, but I was like, he's a B fighter. I was just honest. And he knew I was right. He was, he's like, but when I heard that, that little fire in my yeah. belly, right? There was another time with Floyd Mayweather. Early in his career, well, he was already champion in a lighter weight division, but I had picked against him or said that he wouldn't eventually be able, whatever. And he, he was yelling at me in the, I forgot where we bumped into each other. And he's like, yo, when I do it, don't be flipping and now saying blah, blah, blah. And I told him at the time, Floyd, if you do it, I absolutely will flip and say that because you will have proven it, you know? Like, it's, it's not, I'm not rooting against Steph. I'm just saying what I believe. If he comes through now, As you were saying earlier, Jay, in a game six closeout against the best defensive team on the road in a 50-50 type series, he hasn't done something like that yet. Max Kellerman, the most influential man in sports. Mike (laughs) Mike Greenberg, host of Greeny, host of Get Up, host of NBA Countdown. He hosts a lot of big shows on what this championship will mean. It means as much as the first three championships combined because the first one, I think, can be diminished by those who choose to do so by the fact that LeBron in that series was playing all by himself. No Kyrie, no Kevin Love, no chance. The middle two were all about Durant and about that team being unfairly good. You put Kevin Durant on a team that won 73 games. I think it is impossible to assess the individual magnitude for any of those players, including Durant, of what those championships mean because they just created a cheat code. This, I think, would mean everything. I I, I frankly, you know, I I love Greeny. I I think that's an outrageous take. Like That's my take, basically. Just summarize my take. But, like, that's the take of somebody, frankly, who hasn't won a championship. 
because when you win one, you understand how hard it is. Does PlayStation Regar- count? Regardless of whether guys are injured or not. And I, I will say this. like The first championship for Stephen Curry, for me, is the most monumental. Now, some people will make the case that, hey, there was no Kyrie Irving, there's no Kevin Love. We argue about LeBron James being the best player in basketball history. And throughout that period of time, the Golden State Warriors revolutionized the game of basketball. People were making comments like, you can't win NBA championships just shooting threes and playing continuity. You can't do that with these small guards like that. They changed the way the game was played at that juncture. And we're not having a conversation about this dude being top 10 of all time unless he gets that first one. Because if he had only gotten the two with KD, people would have been, well, he only got two because Kevin Durant, people have been using all that against him. So I get that this might cement it for some people, but that first one was the most important. I, I think you make a totally legitimate point about pre-2015, jump shooting team, three-point shooting team, can't win a championship, it doesn't happen, every, and that changed everything. There's no doubt. I got I, like That's just what it is. But Jay, to pretend... That when you go six games against a team with one dude, I don't care how great LeBron is, Michael Jordan, Wilt Chamberlain, whoever it is, no one person can win a championship without support. Even Steph. If Steph has a good game or a bad game, but no one else helps him at all, I don't hold it against him if he loses. You need help. You need some some good players on your team. That Cavs team, for most of that series, didn't have Kyrie or Kevin Love. The fact that they went six games with the Warriors, to me, is like, come on, man, I... At the end of the day, Cavs were better than them. The Warriors, they didn't have dudes on the floor. That's why the Warriors that's, won. That's what, I, that's what makes it monumental. Yeah. You got your first, Max, getting your first one, regardless of whether you thought the Cavs were better or not, like, it puts you on the map. It put the way they play basketball on the map. The rest of the league started imitating the way Golden State played basketball after that point. And arguing with and, that. No. And, and on top of that, you got to remember the first one, Max, they were young. LeBron James was young, too, but LeBron James was old in terms of his basketball IQ. He's been there. He's done, you know Straight so out of high school. He's in the league before then. Yeah. It was a little bit different. He, come on, man, the dude's still playing. Yeah. You know, he should have yeah. been retired 10 years ago. So when you look at it and you say, well, they, he was out there as the Lone Ranger and they took him to six, it's LeBron damn James. LeBron James by himself, man, by himself can take five dudes on. He's proven that, basically. Yeah. yeah. So I wouldn't diminish the first 2015 championship by saying that the, this one is combined. This one is better than three combined. If I would the, on, the only reason why it would not necessarily be better, but because it's so much be different. Historical uh uh Attach, historical things attached to it for Steph, for him. MVP, I hurt my ankle. Then you can have that conversation. Something just but occurred to me. Something just occurred to me. I think one of the reasons me, people like me, are looking at it thinking the way we are about 15 is because they didn't win in 16. If they win in 16, it feels different. But the fact that they lost in 16 when they had an even better, more experienced team – now you look back at 15 and be like, come on, man. You're lucky in 15. You lost in 16. Now you get KD. That, that is the cheat code. So this would be a no excuses, no nothing, the 50-50 type series. Like, it's different, Jay. But what will they have been? What will they have been, Jay, if it wasn't, if they didn't lose in 16 and they didn't get KD in 17 and 18? What would it have been? It would have been very different. Yeah, especially if they win a championship without KD after 16. 
Keyshawn J. Willemax brought to you by Capital One with no fees or minimums and no overdraft fees. Banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One, N.A., member FDIC. Second-year quarterback in the new offense. How ready is Justin Fields for the new season? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This city here is a true Chicago Bear. It is a true football city. Chicago Bears offense, you know, of 2022 and beyond, is going to really enhance uh, his skill level. And, and We're going to take the north and never give it back. Courtney Cronin, ESPN Bears reporter with us on Keyshawn J. Willemax, presented by Progressive Insurance, coming to you live from the Seaport District of Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Good morning, Courtney. Morning, guys. How are you? Doing morning. well. Are, 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 doing good. So, we're going to play a little uh, Justin Fields sound and to get everyone's uh, appetite ready for this segment. Here we go. Justin Fields, are you ready for the season? Justin Fields, are you ready for this season? Are they doing it to you? Uh, the Bears quarterback. No. <laughs> ready for the season to start. Um, you know, I'm the type of guy that, you know, like to know that I'm prepared. So um, right now, I'm just being honest. We're, we're not ready to play a game right now. So, um, uh, but and when that time comes, we will be ready. So right now, no, I'm not ready to play. Courtney, comparing him to before, hey, the NFL's actually slow for me. He has he been <laughs> has he gotten a taste of the NFL medicine and have a more mature perspective now? Do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the comment last year after the first preseason game where he talked about it being slow and then got humbled um, by the speed of the game, as one does usually as a rookie. I think. He's more cautious probably with, with his comments. And, you know, I think there are people who are going to read into him saying that the offense is not where it needs to be and that he's not ready for 
the season to start yet as somebody who maybe doesn't love the game as much as others. Or, I mean, we heard Justin Herbert's comments about how if you take a vacation, you're running from something and that like, I want to be doing football 24 seven. I agree with Justin Fields. Like you can't be to get ready for a 17 game uh, schedule this year. You need a little bit of a break between now and training camp to get your mind right, to work on things individually. And, I thought it was a very self-aware assessment of where he is and where the offense is right now that it's not a finished product. I don't know if people are truly realistically expecting it to be a finished product right now, considering he and Luke Getze have been together for about five months with a new, you know, a new system, a lot being thrown to the second year quarterback, a quarterback who has to unlearn some of the mechanics that he was you know, utilizing last year in a season that the bears went six and 11 but I, I don't I don't think it's a bad thing that he said what he said. I think it was a self-aware assessment, an honest assessment of where the offense is at. It, it's certainly not a bad thing. This is the uh, – Courtney and Max and Jay, this is the thing that drives me crazy about quarterbacks because Justin Herbert says what he says. Oh, you, know, you should never take off vacation. You're not – like, stop. Just stop it, man, to make us think that you're the only one working and no other quarterback – is working. Smoke's coming out of your eyes again. It drives me crazy, but how how does Justin Fields look, though, so far in these OTAs and minicamps? Yeah, he's had up and down days. Like, I think the good thing that we've seen from him is the ability to not have two bad days in a row. Like, one day, like, like Tuesday this week did not look great. I mean, he had a really rough period in 11-on-11, had two interceptions during that practice. But yesterday, you know, had a considerably better day. And it's kind of been the theme that we've seen because during OTAs, we're allowed out there once a week. So um, we're going off of what Matt Eberflus is saying the, those other days about when the offense was ahead of the defense and when the defense got the best of the offense. And, you know, he, he told us just how, you know, some days stuff looks really good and some days it looks like it's a work in progress and there's, there's things that are left to be desired. And so I think for Fields, learning all of that and being able to not let a bad day have a snowball effect will be the thing he's got to focus on during training camp. And I know that like, he's like, yeah, since I was six or seven, like you, you don't worry about interceptions. You move on to the next play, but sometimes it's easier said than done when you feel like your confidence is probably taking a shot and you know, that, I mean, especially with the way that the defense has been playing right now, I think you expect most teams for the defense to be ahead of the offense at this time of year, especially with younger quarterbacks. And and that's the case in Chicago, but you know, Fields has had good moments and I, and I do believe that he will be able to have some of those moments going forward to training camp, but they're asking a lot of him. So it's a matter of, how can I improve when not everything feels perfect around me where I don't have the grasp of everything around me and not let it affect me like my growth for the next day? Can I put together two good days even if I have a couple bad ones? Courtney Cronin, ESPN Bears reporter, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Courtney, what has the messaging been from Matt Eberflus about where the team is heading into his first season? Yeah, I mean, he's – He's very big on um, kind of those those words, like those foundational words of like structure and um, standards and, you know, all the things that a first year head coach, when he's trying to like set the intention for his program, he's he's really relying on those. And yeah, it's the off season right now. You can do that. You can talk about the hits principles and any other acronym that you want to, to 
try to build a culture in Chicago. And, and I think that they, they've been reliant upon that in knowing, okay, they've got time right now. Like the, the fan base hasn't grown too impatient yet. Ownership hasn't grown too impatient yet, but like they've been trying to lay the groundwork and not get ahead of themselves. Like that to me is the one thing that Matt Eberflus has consistently preached that they're going at this methodically. They want to do it the right way. And they, that starts with like, you know, building a culture here that's going to be sustainable, having guys that want to be here, especially, you know, the buy-in that they had to get from some of the veteran players because they had upwards of 25 plus free agents from the last roster um, that were, that hit free players that hit free agency. They had a lot of turnover. So the, so the vets that did stay, you know, I think Eberflus had to, you know, get them to buy in and get them to believe in the direction that the team is heading. And, you know, that's not always, it's sometimes easier said than done. And, you know, the one absence this week is Robert Quinn. And it's kind of a noticeable one um, because he's, you know, a veteran guy coming off 18 and a half sacks. So if he's not here, like, what does that mean for this defensive line? What does it mean for the pass rush? That certainly is something they're going to have to factor in, but he wants, you know, for the guys that are here and for the guys that are a part of this, he wants to make sure that everything is going in the direction that like they start at the one place and they end at the place they expect to without making any sort of, you know, knee jerk reactions to like win now moves or, or doing things that like uh, go astray from what they're trying to build, at least right now. What do you think, what's the reasonable expectation for Justin Fields this year, Courtney? I think it's going to look rough in moments. And I think that that's realistic because, you know, around him, the upgrades that haven't been made are noticeable. Like, I mean, the offensive line could be a really big problem for this team this year. I mean, we've seen how fluid it looks right now. And even Fields said, like, he's okay with it not being set with his starting five, but that's something that's another hurdle for a quarterback to cross. And, you know, the the skill group, he's been working a lot with his receivers and, you know, his tight ends to to try to build that continuity. I'm, you know, as you're learning – the skill set it takes and, and trying to, you know, sharpen your, you know, your toolbox of an offense that's predicated off rhythm and timing, that's not going to look perfect. So I think realistically, you know, if fields can not let the burden of winning games affect him this year and try to grow in spite of what could be a very rough year for the Chicago bears, they'll be set up to actually get to see what he's capable of, in, in earnest in 2023. But I think this year is going to be a learning year and a trying year for this team. Q, what do you think? Well, well I, yep. I, I think, I think when you, when you look at it, she's hitting it right where, where it is and in talking about this team and, in Justin Fields learning curve and getting all of the bad taste out of their mouth from Matt Nagy. And this is his rookie season, even though he played last yeah. year, this is his first year. So he gets somewhat of a, a mulligan to move forward with with Ibrifuse and the rest of the offense. They don't have a great offensive line. They don't have uh, the weapons at the receiver position. You look at it and you go, well, there's really nothing there. No. So it's like building a, a brand new expansion team, so to speak. Can't run it, can't throw it, can't protect the passer. And, and I think if he could win some games by himself, meaning his legs and his arms, then you'll see a lot of progress moving forward. What do you think, Courtney, before we say goodbye? Yeah, no, I mean, that's the nail on the head right there. Like, there will be moments where you can see that athleticism, see why he was a first-round pick. And if you can see flashes of that, don't expect it to happen every single game. 
but see where he can, you know, kind of grow within the confines of this offense and also see how the offense is going to make him a better quarterback because they're not asking him to drop back 40 times a game. I think that's going to be beneficial to him and his growth going forward. Courtney Cronin, ESPN Bears reporter, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank no you. problem. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Courtney. If LeBron James, who puts a million dollars into his body every single year and is durable as your teammate, why not be training with him every single day? I don't understand that. I don't like the way that sounds. See? You need to do more than usual. Yes! Do you think he loves the game? I don't know if he does. There you heard it. Doesn't know if he does love the game. It's not just Jay Will wondering. What? Before we get to LeBron, can I nerd out for a second here? No. I'm sorry. I don't mean to hijack the show. I don't think show. you can help that. But Go ahead. Just did. <laughs> I did. Because I, everybody knows I'm the huge golf nerd on the show. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy, Fran Quinn, who's from Massachusetts, who's 57 years old, who randomly, or not randomly, he qualified for the U.S. Open. He's got his son on the bag at Brookline, Massachusetts. He's the leader right now. Mm-hmm. He got a birdie on his second hole, which is the 11th. He's playing the back nine first at the country club. This this is fascinating. This would be like literally if... If uh, Alan Hahn somehow got into an NBA Finals game and made a three and led all scorers in scoring for for the first two minutes of an NBA Finals game. Hmm. This is fascinating. Fran Quinn is one under par. He is the leader right now of the U.S. Open through three holes. But, Ev, on the first day of the U.S. Open, it it is the the equivalent to basketball. It's like the first two minutes of the first quarter. That's what I'm saying. So, say Alan Hahn randomly starts – an NBA Finals game hits a three. Yeah. He is the leading scorer for all scores. That is the equivalent of Fran Quinn right now leading the U.S. Open. Okay. Yeah. I like these it's also, I mean, this it's is... also like Valenheim was playing for the Knicks because oh, like the that. odds of getting into the, into the U.S. Open for Fran Quinn were very difficult. The odds of the Knicks getting to the NBA Finals, very difficult. Then Alan Hahn getting into the game is like but that's the, no, the difference is when you create a false equivalency, which people do with golf and sports like basketball, <laughs> when they try to make a common denominator, you, Alan, like, you can nev- that can never happen in the but NBA. That's what but I'm it saying. can happen in golf. And that's what's yeah, like crazy that. about no. this story. I didn't Except mean to look. hijack the show. Let's go back to LeBron, yeah. but Frank no. Quinn... Evan, Evan, I think we need to make no. this an ongoing thing. We we like your analysis here. We should get updates. Yeah. Yes, update from us. the U.S. Open for when you feel like they are relevant. Great, right. I'm heading up to Brookline. I'll be there an hour and a half. I'll call in with an update. Perfect. <laughs> there it is. Anybody have tickets? Companies, <laughs> companies sending uh, Evan up to Brookline. Tickets to walk around on a course to watch people swing a club. Interesting. It's really amazing. I though. would love it, Key. If you uh, can no, somehow you, come have through you been with to a weekend, major? have you ever been to a if, major? And if you can key? come through with weekend is, passes for me, Key, I would. I would. I would never bother you again. You could come to the meeting every day at 5.55. I went to watch Tiger play a Genesis. Is that a major? No, no but that's no. one of the bigger no, one tournaments the bigger on the, on the so, PGA yeah. Tour, which, you know, the guys I in the stayed, league I've been to the Open. I stayed Legacy. for 30 minutes. Yeah. I went to the Open, had a good time. It was fun. I'm glad you had a good time, Jay. Hey, look. <laughs> you yeah. have no interest, right, Max? <laughs> light, by the way, light heavyweight fight this uh, this weekend Where? at the Garden. Little Where? room at the Garden. Uh Better Biev, who's a tank, is fighting Joe Smith, who ended Bernard Hopkins' career. Remember when he knocked Hopkins through the ropes? Yeah. The winner of that fight, and, you know, Bivol just beat Canelo, but the winner of this fight, they fight Bivol. That's the light heavyweight champ, no questions asked, you know, okay. undisputed. Okay. And it's going to be, as long as these two are in the ring, Saturday night, on ESPN, by the way, they're huge punchers and all offense. That does sound a little bit more exhilarating than the U.S. Open. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, but the whole USGA thing, we'll get into that another time. All right. 
Um, what do you think about what well, LeBron, LeBron had to say about you? It wasn't about yeah. me. LeBron, listen, Steph could, might be going at me. Tom Brady went at me. Ta- you have LeBron picked a fight for some reason with me. LeBron James. I leave that man alone. So, what, but what do you think about just generally him? Don't get it, twi- get it twisted if you want to. In due time, he'll remind you why once again, he'll remind you once again why he's him. And I can't wait for it to be unleashed. So LeBron what he posted on IG. Or his, uh, his yep, Instagram. I don't worry. I got all, all social media platforms. I got it. Max, right. NFTs, I, I leave to I you. Understand. Um, a, a series of highlights about Anthony Davis, pretty much reiterating what Max just said about, oh, okay, like for all you people out there, all your hot takes about who AD is mm-hmm. and about what he can do on the court, mm-hmm. like let me, you'll be reminded this season. I hope so. Mm-hmm. Because I would love to see LeBron James win another championship. Actually, mm-hmm. it's funny that we see Stephen Curry have a legit chance to get his fourth world championship this evening if he's able to. And I've always kind of have seen these two as arch nemesis, right? So because Steph has kind of reinvented the game, LeBron is a combination of like a you know Magic Johnson, and, and, Michael and, yeah. Jordan to a degree, right, with his ability to score the ball. And LeBron James has not been there for the past two years. Wait, wait, can we slow down for a second? I found that very interesting because in LeBron's career, for a lot of it, it was like LeBron or Kobe, and we all wanted to see them meet in the finals, but it never happened because the Lakers fell off as LeBron was coming up. And then it, was, it seemed to be that it was about to be LeBron and KD, but it was lopsided once KD went to the Warriors, and, and KD couldn't even get there before he went to the Warriors, right? But you're saying, no, in fact, when we look back at this era, the, the rivals, the way it was like Magic and Bird, is going to be LeBron and Steph. I mean, how many chips does LeBron have? Four. Okay. Steph's on the verge of getting his fourth. It's a good point. Right? Steph, unanimous MVP. Now, I, I'm not comparing the overall resume because LeBron, at the end of the day, we're talking about him beating one of the, great, the greatest player in the game of basketball. I don't know if Steph ever gets there, but... Like, Steph is it's like David versus Goliath, man. And it's also Steph, his style of play, his personality, the whole thing. He went to one place. He was the foundational the element of a culture that however they got there is about to win their fourth chip. And LeBron had to go from place to place and here and ups and downs to get to the same four. So in the end, who would you rather draft if you're trying to win as many championships as possible? It's interesting. So my only thing is I hope that LeBron James is right about AD because AD – you know, two years ago, only played 36 games. Yeah. This past year, only played 40 games. We, we, people joke around you, and AD gets hurt, right? You blow him, he gets hurt. <laughs> like, you know, joke around, but it's kind of a real thing. So you hope that him, Russell Westbrook, and LeBron James could figure it out because I would love to see them in Golden State go for it for the Western Conference Finals. You know, there's a narrative that's shaped about Anthony Davis. There's no question about it. And basketball guys like yourself – didn't take a liking to him not touching a basketball for two months. I said it's not that big of a deal to me. I'd rather for him to try to get his body right and get healthy. Um, clearly, LeBron James feels the same way, or else he wouldn't have been paying attention, as you, you like to call it, rabbit ears, to what's going on with the situation. Anthony Davis is often hurt from time to time. You know, he'll miss a week, maybe two weeks, whatever the case is. A month. Yeah, Yeah. but it's not like (laughs) the dude isn't, when he's on the court, he isn't magic. 
I, I mean, he is a really good player when he is healthy when and on he, the floor. When he, most of his career, you could pencil him in a little over 60 games. And that's okay. You get three quarters of a season. He'll and be he, healthy he, in the playoffs. He's, he's a baller. But this last couple of years, when he's getting into 40 games or whatever, 38 games. But that's not due to him not touching a basketball. No, no. But see, I, I, I understand what LeBron James is doing. That's his teammate. There's a lot on the line for LeBron James because they essentially – Worked to get AD yeah, they, he, he to LA yeah. through Rich Paul, through Clutch, and all their whole agency. They the way he work. got him out of New Orleans, right? So I understand that, but I would push back against LeBron James and say, okay, the best availability, the best ability is availability, right? So like he hasn't shown us the last several years his ability to maximize himself on the court to be available because he's always been injured. One, one but thing. that's what he's doing. He's taking care of his body and trying to lift weights and get strong on those injuries. But it seems like to me people got kind of, I don't want to say ticked off, but they're puzzled po- well, just, that he their point, touch he, well, just point seems to be the very thing that people want him to address, which is staying healthy. Yes. They're getting on him for addressing. <laughs> yes. Right. But, but, right. but it's also when, you're, when the best player in the world in LeBron James is posting every single day on his IG page about him working out, him in the but, gym, him in a. I, I hear what you're saying, though, Key. I don't think it was about not him just touching the ball. It was more about, well, th- I'm going back to my usual workout routine. He said usual. So if you're hearing that, you're like, why are you doing things the usual way? The usual way has led to you not being available and being injured. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So when he That's, says the usual way, you would assume that he's not – getting stronger or whatever, working on his body to stay healthy. That's what you I, assume. No, I'm not assuming that. I'm assuming, like, your same workout regimen that you've been doing to you get healthy. You have to make adjustments. Like, like what adjustments else? are you making? That's what I said. So you, yeah. you, you, you would have just assumed that he's doing the same things and not working out to stay healthy. He just kind of, like, doing whatever no, it was. No, because I always assume that he worked out to stay healthy. But I'm saying, how are you working out differently okay. to address different issues that you've had health-related? Right? Like, Where's the band work on the ankles? Like, what have you done in the past? What are you doing differently now to stay healthy? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. Out to the corner, Thompson, one dribble, fires for three, and crushes it from outside. That could be the dagger. We have a chance. we got two two cracks to getting one win. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It feels good, but we haven't done anything yet. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider with us Windy. now. Morning, Wendy. What's the biggest thing the Celtics need to fix tonight? I mean, I feel like uh, I'm a broken record because I've been talking about it like for a month now. They just can't turn the ball over. Um, to put it in football yeah. terms, 
for some reason, they're like that young quarterback with the big arm, and he rolls out, and he knows he shouldn't throw it back, back across the middle because he knows it's going to get picked off, and he just does it. And you can tell him 30 times that he won't stop doing it. The Celtics will not stop dribbling into crowds, specifically Tatum and Brown. They will not stop throwing dangerous passes, and it's completely undercutting them. Um, I really thought, like most people did, and like we focused on for the most of this series, that this was going to be about Steph Curry versus Celtics defense. It's a classic Titans matchup, best defense in the league versus one of the greatest players of all time, and that has been compelling. But it's not where the series is being won. It's being controlled at the other end with the Warriors doing great job being physical defensively and forcing the Celtics into their worst habit and just controlling the ball. Controlling the ball is the key. If the Celtics control the ball, they can still win this series. Wendy, I agree with you. That pass that Marcus Smart threw with like 22 seconds left on the shot clock, which was a lob from half court. You're like, what what the hell are you doing, man? Why? why? There's no need for it. (laughs) But let's talk about Boston's offense for a second. Because one of the things that's really frustrated me, Wendy, that I've seen is the amount of complaining about lack there of calls. It just takes away from their focus on the game. Are you seeing the same things? And then if you are, like, what are they doing to address that? So they had a team meeting yesterday before the practice. Now, a team meetings are normal, as you guys know. It's not something special. But in the meeting, they address the complaining. And by the way... Ime Udoka got a technical foul for, for complaining during Game 5. He was talking, uh, looking in the mirror as well. They just don't have the margin for error to lose two to five possessions a game complaining about a call. And if you're a Celtics fan, you can what about? You can point to ten different calls. You can point to that Jordan Poole flop, for example. Mm. Yeah, it's a physical series, and there's been some calls that have not gone the Celtics' way. That is not a reason to allow... Um, uh, you know, to get out of plays. And, you know, I think offensively, that's one issue. Dribbling into crowds is another issue. And I do think that fatigue is playing a bit of a role. I, I thought Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown may have gotten a little tired. And I, and I don't really blame them. Jason Tatum is coming up on a 1,000 minutes played in this postseason. So I think trying to figure out how to keep him a little bit fresher if you can, I think all of those things they're looking at going into tonight. Wendy, we saw Clay have a nice game in Game Five. Can he expand on that in Game Six and become Game Six Clay? Yeah, if you're a Warriors fan, you may have a little bit of goosebumps about Clay Thompson coming into this game because, really, for the last three games, he has improved. He definitely had his best game in Game Five. Had a couple of huge three pointers in the second half. And you look at this year; you don't even have to go back into YouTube like Clay was uh, to go get the old Game Sixes. In, in, the, in the games where they've closed out this postseason, the last two rounds, he's averaging over 30 points, shooting over 50% from the field. Did it against Memphis, did it against Dallas. Just to close out in game five in the last round, he put up 32. So, yes, they're going to be heavily reliant on Steph. That is definitely going to be the case. But Clay Thompson is a guy who's proven it, proven he can do this. And, uh, you know, it's obviously a big potential moment for him tonight. Brian Windhorst, ESPN NBA insider, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Wendy, the way they defended Stephen Curry in Game 5 was different. They made that slight adjustment, having Al Horford not so much in drop coverage but up on those ball screens. I mean, 233 consecutive games in which Stephen Curry has made a three. They had him 0 for 9 in Game 5. Do you think we'll, continue, we'll see the same kind of adjustments tonight 
And then if you're if you are Golden State, how do you combat that? Yeah, well, I think one of the things that was happening in the first few uh, games in the series is, and and the Celtics even openly said this, is that the the Warriors players were setting the screen for Steph, and um, then just not even rolling. Not, you know, they were just sort of setting the screen and just not doing anything, and it made it easier for them to commit the big man on defense. That changed a little bit in Game Five. You know, uh, Draymond Green had a couple of rolls. There was a couple other actions that they got out of it. Um, if you really want to get into the nitty gritty of the numbers, um, this, the uh, the Warriors are setting about fifteen percent more screens for Steph than they do than they did throughout the season mm. because they've gone away from their motion offense a little bit. So they ha- they they just have to get back into more old school actually rolling after you set the pick. Um, but even with him going 0 for 9, his shot quality wasn't that much different than earlier in the series. And Kurt Goldsberry, who's one of our great um, writers and statisticians at ESPN, he pointed out that Steph is averaging 13.5 points a game without assists, unassisted 13.5 points a game without assists during uh, these finals. Now, you would never compare Steph to a guy like Shaq. You would say that they're completely different players. But if you went back to 1999 and watched how Shaq played, he would score like 12 to 15 points a game unassisted. They would dump it down to him, and he would be banging the ball in the post, and he'd get fouled or he'd make a basket, and you'd say, boy, that's great old-school basketball. That's what Steph is doing. He's just Mm -hmm. doing it 25 feet from the basket instead of 6 feet from the basket. He's basically become Shaquille O'Neal from the outside. Yep, and they're going to need one more game like that potentially from him and then wrap this thing up. What is Brian Windhorst, ladies and gentlemen. Appreciate it, Brian. What a nugget, Wendy. Well done. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yeah, he's uh, that people are looking for it, right? He's Hero ball in a way. From the outside, think about it. Yeah. Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. Bundle and protect today under one roof. Learn more at progressive.com or 1 800 Progressive. Why this title for Steph would be bigger than the other three combined. That's next, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.